Well, yeah, folks, uh, welcome to Radio FM 88 Australia. It's welcome to have you back on board. And um, I've done something different today. Um, I've actually put me on top of the Northern Hemisphere against those down there in the Southern Hemisphere. So um, <laughs> my co-host, of course, sits in the UK, none other than Andrina. And um, today she's going to take over and bring forth um, Marie, but uh, I'll hands it all over. Well, welcome everybody. And um, today is Thursday, the 12th of May, um, 2022, because I think it's nice to know the dates when we start. And when you look back, I think, oh, I wonder when that was. So giving you a heads up. <laughs> so it's my great pleasure um, to welcome Marie today, who is in Adelaide, um, who is a psychic artist. And she's, well, I, you said you you've had nearly two you've got about 200 people waiting to have a picture done so i know you're that was a mistake artistic. actually i think it's it's just over 100. oh well anyway <laughs> you're very very busy so it's my great pleasure to welcome you to dream in the new dream so welcome and um, would you like to share your story of how it all started were you born into um a rt family um was it a natural talent how did you come on this pathway First of all, thank you guys for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, but yes, look, oh my goodness, I never dreamt I'd be doing what I'm doing today. Uh, if you told me I was going to be a spirit artist when I was 25, I'd be thinking, yeah, right. <laughs> but, um, but I thought I might just start off with, because I think, look, most people today have an understanding of what mediums are. But I thought I might just briefly, for those not familiar, um, just explain a little bit, just very a small explanation that mediumship, it's like it's really a form of communication between physical human beings and discarnate spirits. So all those that are crossed over um, and the information is relayed between two levels of reality that requires cooperation on both sides. So this provides evidence of the hereafter, right? So a branch of that skill is spirit art, which is what I'm doing today. Um, so like a spirit artist then really is just a medium who's influenced to draw or paint art by the spirit world. Um, and, be, you know, becoming receptive to the spirit world isn't really a matter of developing, you know, like um, psychic power, you know, or, or abilities, but more like a spiritual aspiration um, so it, what it does, it brings comfort and peace of mind and closure for the bereaved. So I've really been doing this since probably about 1993 and I'm mostly self-taught, um, other than spending about 18 months learning how to mix oil paints and colours and everything, I haven't had any formal art school training, um, but I've always wanted to help others in some way. You know, as a child, I used to love drawing eyes all over a page. And then eventually it would um, evolve to like little faces, you know. Um, and then it kind of, I mean, even when I was little, I had a couple of experiences there, but because you, you tend to fear what you don't understand or don't know anything about. So, um there was one time where I was 
I think I must have been about seven, six or seven, and I was sleeping. And I looked in the doorway and the light came on or something and something walked towards because I could hear the uh, floorboards creaking. And it came right up to me and it touched my cheek and it was so freezing cold, it scared the heck out of me. So I went under the sheets. So, <laughs> And then in the morning I told my mum, and my mother's from Romania, so, you know, the old country where Dracula comes from, and, um, and Dad was from Hungary. And uh, I said to her, look, this and this is what happened and it touched me. I got so scared. And she's just standing there going, oh, gee, I wonder who passed away. I'm thinking, what? <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought she, she wasn't, you know, perturbed at all. <laughs> so um, and then I used to, as a child, I used to watch cats and dogs and I used to think, well, how come they can see and sense and feel things that we can't? What happened to us? So that's when I used to then start questioning and I and then you know, I, I went on my journey of, um, you know, reading all sorts of um, books on spiritual unfoldment and all that. So since my teens um, and studied numerology as well and um, even got into the Rosicrucian teachings. And then in the early 90s or late 80s, early 90s, I got into White Eagle's uh, teachings. I don't know whether you've heard of that. Have you heard of White Eagle? Yeah, Gracie. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, actually stepped in there. Sorry? I actually went and stepped in there. Really? Yeah, Gracie Cook over at Graceland's, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of background noise, Jeff, when you're talking. I can hear this. Not quite sure what, if anybody else can hear it, but I can hear. Yeah, I am. Um, okay. Anyway, please carry on, Marie. That's all right, darling. I'll just move that a bit. Um, but, yeah, so I was writing to White Eagle's teachings and I was living in North Queensland for a while. I think, yeah, I was in my 20s, I think, then about my mid-20s. And I did live in Fiji for a little bit. But, look, I wasn't doing any. And I was just really open to spiritual growth and awareness and all that sort of stuff. And... Um, I was then living in a town called Mirawini, which is between Innisfail and Cairns, and I was then married, but he, the, my then husband was so not into spiritual things, absolutely not, you know, a total disbeliever, muggle type of thing, and um, and he was, a, he was getting into farming, so we all, you know, I was into farming and everything, and then my whole life turned around in about 1992. I just finished reading a little bit of White Eagle's teachings, but I used to have to hide to write, read my books and everything because he would absolutely go off his nutter, you know, yeah. if I was yeah. reading anything. on. So while he was working outside, I'd sit there, read my book, put it down, and then I'd meditate. And I just kept asking, look, if I'm worthy um, of being used in service to spirit, here I am, you know, um, and you know, give me a sign, give me a sign. I used to always ask, give me a sign. Anyway, so then about March of 1992, that was when um, he, my husband yelled to, for me to come out and have a look at what's, what's happening outside. And so I stood at the top of the steps. He's rushing up to get his binoculars and um, just, <laughs> and then just where, I was meditating, there's this pure white eagle circling 
just circling. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, this is my, I just knew from inside this is my sign, you know. But at first I just said to him, oh, look, it's just probably a cockatoo, you know, it's just a common thing. Anyway, so wasn't my, I'm just gobsmacked. But you just, it's an internal thing, you just know. And um, and then it went up and up and up and it disappeared into a tiny winning speck. He said, geez, eagles go high, but not that high. And I said, well, this one did. Anyway, so it was that year where everything changed and um, I moved away from the farm. I mean, there's a few funny things that happened, but otherwise this show will go on for hours. Gosh. <laughs> um, so I moved away finally, yay, freedom, and um, I went up into the hills of Karanda and that's where my spirit drawings really started. So about beginning of 93, but... Because during, you know, after I saw that white eagle, I was sweeping the floors in our home and I could see from the corner of my eye something or someone wearing um, uh, like fawn-coloured robes. And I turned around to look and, of course, it disappears. And then it was like an, in, an inner voice from in my heart sort of telling me that, that um, this is, that it will be a time for you to go this year because the, the karmic connection between you is complete. But when you go, you are not to leave with any bitterness nor contempt nor avarice for this person. That are certainly not my words. So um, I, it was just, you know, I had to prepare and everything. And uh, you are to, and then the voice said, you are to take whatever art gear you have. Well, I didn't have, I just had like maybe some couple of dried up tubes of paint, some pencils and a pad or whatever. Anyway, and take this and this. So eventually I left kind of with nothing other than those few things and went up into the mountains. When I was sitting in this room, I was in this home that um, someone was renting and they were so kind to put me up there and I met some incredible spiritual people, including Peter Irby, who published a lot of spiritual books. So I was in heaven there. But um, uh, this, I was in this room and... I just thought, well, what do I do now? And it was like this voice said, okay, pick up thy pencil. So I drew. <laughs> I started to draw. And it took me a week to do because I'm thinking, oh, gosh. You know, I mean, when I was a kid, if I had um, like a statue in front of me or an apple, I'd copy it. I'd try and copy it, you know, to the best of my ability. But this is just drawing blah, like blindly, you know, you're just drawing. So I called this first picture, it was a female, and it was just quite lovely, and I just called her Angel of Light. And then it was Jesus' face coming through. I thought, I've got no idea what's happening here, but I'm really grateful. And there was even one evening, and this is fair dinkum, I was fair dinkum. Oh, sorry, it's a while. I was sitting in a darkened room doing my meditation. And I just said to my guides, I said, look, I, I really feel I'm ready to expand more with my vision. I, I'm ready to see more. I, you know, I've, I know I still need to work on myself and all that sort of thing. Anyway, in fact, I demand now that you stand right here in front of me because I'm ready. I'm so ready. You know this. Anyway, so I opened one eye and I thought, right, nothing. That'll be right. So I went to bed and, you know, just before you fall asleep, but you're still a bit awake, you know, that in between. Oh, my God. I tell you, there was this face, a male face with a beard coming in so close. Ah, 
oh, fingerprints. <laughs> you know, and you could hear this voice going, hmm, not quite ready, are we? <laughs> oh, got it, you know. <laughs> I thought, oh, great. So um, anyway, so look, the first 10 years or so, and it was it was actually there was um, a fellow that could actually see these things. He was a bit unusual, almost like a cross, like a, a, like he was a bit dark but also light and he could see these things and he was giving talks around cans and he said, look, I really need an artist to draw things for me. If I tell you what they look like, can you draw them? I thought, well, I'll, pff, I'll give it a go. And so I would go and go with him and he would tell me what they look like. And then one afternoon we were uh, invited to a lunch with a, with a family that were just lovely up up uh, Coaway. And um, towards the end of the lunchtime, he said to me, okay, Marie, what do you see standing at the end of that table? I'm there, well, there's just a little girl sitting there. No, 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 no. What do you see standing next to the little girl? I'm there, oh, I don't see anything. You know, you're the one that said, no, heck no, I don't see no, nothing. He said, no, no, no. Try not to think. I'm there, well, how are you supposed to do that? You know, I'm, I'm having this argument. With, anyway, he says, no, 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 just let your thinking go. Just look over there. Don't even try to think. Just look, just gaze on the, oh, my God. By then I thought, oh, boy. You know, so I flipped over there. And just a split second I could see an outline of another little girl with plaits. But I thought, oh, no. He said, no, 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 what would you get? I said, well, I think it's another little girl. He says, exactly, it's another little girl with plaits. So, so that's how it kind of started, you know, little bit by little bit. But, I, you know, I really don't see them as a solid thing at all. Um, sometimes I might get lucky and see like a holograph, hologram, you know, behind like um, a veil mm -hmm. of someone or symbols and things like this, or even pictures, you know, and sometimes their memories get projected, like in bubbles and stuff. It's quite amazing. So I, it might not make sense to me, but I've learned over the years to just bleh, tell the person what I'm getting there, you know. And so, yeah, so th that's how it sort of all kind of came about. Um, and then so for the first 10 years or so, I was kind of predominantly just drawing spirit guides, you know, um, and then eventually past loved ones would start to filter through, you know. Um, so as the years progressed, so did these portraits. And so, you know, and of course these sort of portraits provide um, like evidence that our loved ones survive after physical death. Um, so when I tune in, you know, it's, it's like I... It's more like a feel see, if I can describe that. <laughs> it's hard to describe, but it's more like, um, you know, from your feeling rather than seeing. Yeah. You, you've got to balance this. Um, and of course, I've, I'm one that always meditates. I like to meditate, and that helps a lot. You know, it really does. Um, and in mediumship training, training, I know that that's important uh, uh, to do as well, you know, so it calms down your conscious mind your physical as you know you you, yeah. you know that um so anyway so um the uh so it's more the feeling than the seeing and so the finished drawing when when because i also spirit guides are important too and it's a funny thing when i always when i draw a spirit guide their energy or their resonance is completely different to a loved one 
it's like I it's almost like I get fed with that sort of energy from the spiritual guide or the being of light. When it's a loved one, it's a little bit more based on emotion. If, if I can describe like so it can get a bit heavy. So if the person opposite me is really intensely in grief or emotional, it actually can block, help to block, block things. Um, but sometimes those people that are more open, oh, it's a lot more clearer and stuff. But anyway, but we, I still work through it, but it's really hard. And at the end of a session like that, I can feel like a half suck jube, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the end of it, you know. Um, so, and I always tell people, look, the drawing is not to be an, it, it's not meant to be an exact photographic replica, but I try my absolute best um, as close as I can get to have like um, a resemblance of the person that's just passed. So you sometimes after the session, when if I'm lucky, there are people that have got photos or they send me their photos if they don't forget. And then I can compare it with the drawing, mm. you know, to, to, to see how it, how it relates. So I might even, shall I just show, because we've got a few pictures here, so I might just go through some of those if that's okay um, and so so that actually that picture there that I did that's a painting I did of the white buffalo calf woman have you heard of her yeah I have yeah she's um, a bit like what mother Mary is to the western world she is like to the Lakota Sioux sort of thing and there's a whole story around that um, but yeah I painted that a few years back and then um, that was also put it's okay no, that we'll go to the next picture now because there's a few pictures. So this is a drawing I did in a session in, I think it was Spackus Marsh, and uh, which is in Victoria. And this woman came to see me and I picked up on her son that passed away. Um, I can't remember whether I got his name or not, but I remember I started to do a rough sketch and I had to giggle a bit there because I said, he was a funny sort, wasn't he? Because he wore these glasses, but he didn't really need to wear glasses. Is it, it it's really weird, but it's like he's got no glass, like he's got the frame. She said, exactly. He just wanted to put frames on with no actual glass in the frames. <laughs> he just thought he looked a bit more distinguished. So anyway, this is this is what how he came out. And then she showed me the photo after. So if you can put the, bring up the photo there. Oh, wow. So it's it's you, you can see the the um, resemblance a bit there. Oh, I'll say. See and and yeah, and I think there was even a, a nose ring I drew in there. I can't remember. Did I put the nose ring in there? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Oh, for goodness' sake! So it was a pretty it was a pretty good session, and she was she was very happy. Just I love it when people get lifted up, you know, and they walk out feeling so good that their their loved one is doing okay. And at peace and all that sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, hello yeah. from Switzerland. Hello, Andre. So <laughs> I didn't know you listened to this sort of thing, Andre, but good on you. Anyway, so next picture. Um, this was a picture I drew for a lady that came to see me here at my home. And um, it was her husband that passed away. And they were very, very close. And he would always um, bring her a rose on the anniversary. So she was actually 
she actually bought herself a rose on that day <laughs> as she was going to, because I said, you're going to like your favourite picnic spot or something. She said, yes. So anyway, so this is the fellow, Paul, I think his name was, and um, I think I even got the name for that too. And then she happened to have the photo, which is, you could bring that straight. And I think I've got them, then I've put them together, buttered them together. Let's have a look after that one. Yeah. So you can see it a bit clear. I mean, you know, it, you can see that likeness there, hey. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I'll say. That's amazing. It's 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 not Honestly, it's not an easy thing trying to just – because a lot of times when I'm drawing, it's like I'm not thinking at all, like I'm blank and it just comes – but I can feel and sense the energy of the person trying to come in, but it feels like my guides are also helping me to put it down. Yeah. You know, as best I can. So, yeah. So <laughs> I was thrilled. I was so thrilled. And I even put the rose in there. <laughs> she said, yeah, it meant a lot. The rose meant a lot. So little things like that. And then um, this was a fellow for Jan who runs, she has the, uh, there's a little, uh, like a, oh, it's like a catalogue or a news paper of some sort for spiritual events that um, she distributes around Perth and she came to see me and her dad came through so and I said oh my god he used to smoke a pipe as well so not that great with drawing pipes but I put it in there and um, and then she showed me a photograph afterwards and usually these sessions take about an hour so can you see the similarity there mm. I think I might have buttered them up together as well let's just see yeah so you can have a bit more of a closer look. But, yeah, so I might have drawn him a tad younger with his because sometimes they do come forward a tiny bit younger. I mean, some of these photos that they give me are not really the best. They're a bit blurry or something, but it's good enough because he's got the pipe in yeah. his mouth and everything, yeah. the glasses on. And he did have blue eyes, apparently, but you can't see it in the photo. Mm. So, yeah, so that's Jan's dad that came through. Um and, yes, this was a little old lady, I think. I was in uh, one of the country towns either in South Australia or um, Victoria, and this was a really dear old grandmother for um, a, a, a beautiful client that came, and she was so connected to her. Um, and then, yes, yeah, so she came through with a photo as well, thank God. So if we can have a look at that photo. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It's close. Kind of close, yeah. yeah. Mm, that's amazing. Hmm, the mouth, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Heather's mum, yeah. It's just it's it's always a joy to do, you know. Wow, because I look sometimes I do get people go. Oh, now this is a whole story. Oh my god, I got invited to join a medium and a psychic on stage in Perth back in 2006 or 2007, I think. And it was the first time ever to be on stage and I was shitting bricks, really, honestly. Um, I did not want to be on stage. Heck no. But, um, so, so it was Scott Russell Hill from Sensing Murder. He was a psychic and I, I, I didn't know him from a bar of soap at the time. I do know him now. He's good friends. But, um, and the other guy... Well, Anthony, Anthony Griselka, I think, he was the medium. 
Anyway, I was just sitting there and there was a, a guy with his big camera um, filming me doing the drawings. And I would just sit there very quietly because I was so freaking nervous and I asked my guys to please just get this nerve stuff away, you know, let me just do the work. Anyway, so I was just drawing them one after the other. And all of a sudden I actually felt I started to draw this mail and I got Heath Ledger. I'm thinking, no. All of a sudden I just sat up. I think a few people probably noticed me sitting up because I was thinking, no, that can't be possible. No, can't be. It must be an artist's imagination or something happening here. No, no, no. Go away. Go, go, go. But I said this to myself, right? So <laughs> next minute I, I got another fresh piece of paper, another person came. Anyway, the medium came on stage and he started and then he stopped and he says, oh, wait a minute, we've got a very special guest from the spirit world coming in through here and it's Heath Ledger. And I'm going, oh, my God, I fobbed him off. Oh, my God, I actually fobbed off the guy. Oh, God, Lordy. Anyway, so um, at the end of the show, I went up to Anthony. I said, oh, look, I just about drew it. And I... I thought I was just imagining it, so I didn't. He said, oh, Marie, had you drawn it? We could have had it. I know, I know. Look, I promise, Heath, next time, if there is a next time, I will promise you I will draw you, you know, if it's appropriate. Anyway, two years went by, and there was another show I was doing with um, Scott and uh, South of Perth in Armadale, I think it was, and um, I sat down and no joke, I could actually see Heath's face going past mine like this <laughs> at me while I was sitting. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, you're here. I said, look, I'm only going to draw you if it's going to someone in this audience, you know. So anyway, so um, Scott's starting his thing and lo and behold, Heath Ledger's getting drawn. Oh, my God, finally. And... Scott walks up and he holds it up. He says, oh, Marie, you've drawn Heath Ledger on the yeah at last. <laughs> anyway, so I said, look, he wants it to go. There's a lady in the row, in the second row here, and it's uh, her son who was his one of his best friends. It's to go to – and she stood up and she had tears. She said, yeah, yeah, my son was his best friend. And I thought, oh, my goodness. So it went to him. Now, these things come in three sometimes, right? So then – Another two years go by or so, or 18 months, and I went to Sydney to do um, like a one-day mediumship workshop because I thought it couldn't hurt. Let me just do this, you know, and it was with Christine Morgan. And um, at the end of the workshop, oh, no, no, before the workshop, I was in my hotel room, and no joke, I literally felt Heath Ledger's presence. I'm thinking, oh, great, I'm getting stalked by Heath Ledger. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you wish? But anyway, so I ended up drawing his face. He says, Don't worry, this 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 needs to go to someone. You'll know who it is. I'm like, okay. So the next day at the end of the workshop, I quietly just walked up because I didn't want to make a big hullabaloo before the week. Just at the end of the workshop, I walked up to Christine. I said, Christine, um, here's a picture, it's rolled up. Um, I'm supposed to give it to you because I understand you would know what to do with it, you know. And so she looked at it, she said, oh, my God, it's Heath Ledger. She said, yes, I know their family very well. So um, I thought, oh, God, well, okay, I'll leave you with it. Bye. Anyway, so uh, a period of time went again, maybe another two years, and she was here in Adelaide um, uh, teaching a workshop, I think it was, and she said, um, Marie, did I ever tell you what happened with that picture? And I said, no. She says, well, when she went to 
Perth, apparently, or she went to the family and I think it goes like something like this. So, Christian, I'm sorry if I'm saying this not correctly, but um, sh uh, she said that uh, Heath Ledger himself was an artist. He was a photographer and he was an artist and he could draw. And I thought, oh, I didn't know that. And um, he had a niece that, that um, he promised her that he would send her a picture, a drawing of himself, and she would do the same thing, you know, and send her back. But it was in that year that he passed, so she was absolutely so upset that she never got to, that it never, you know, came about. So um, what happened yeah. was here's a picture that I give to Christine that gives to the family and then it went and it did end up going. So it's kind of like Heath drawing through me anyway. But it's, see how spirit works? Goodness gracious me. I mean, for yeah, can goodness I just ask so. Who is Chris Heath Ledger? Ledger? Is he a famous person in Australia? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, he's a famous actor. Yeah, he's been in a few movies, oh, hasn't okay. he? No, I, well, I, I don't know. Jeffrey, Jeffrey, you know, okay. don't you? Right. I think he um he played the Joker, didn't he? And um Yeah, he got yeah, that was his very last one, and I think he passed away after that. Oh, he he played such a tremendous role in that. He really took on the persona of the Joker, didn't he? He had Oh, he was amazing. He took on the persona of every single part that he played. But it's just so funny that he promised his niece that he would give her a bit and it ended up manifesting that way. So she was quite happy to get the picture. So it's a funny thing how that all how it all works. And so I didn't draw him the first time, but the second time and the third time, wow. So I'm really grateful our spirit, how this all works, you know. I never know. I never say never anymore. But I think there's a photo of him after. Right. That if you can just click. Yep, there he is there. Oh, yeah. And I think I've got it buttered together in the next one. Oh, yeah, he was in Brooklyn Mountain. Thank you, Johnny. <laughs> but, yeah, see, there's a similar thing. So, oh, gee, I was so grateful. Even his chin, for goodness sake, I might have drawn his chin a bit too long. But anyway, you know, an artist is always critical. So... <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, yes. that's amazing. Yeah. So he obviously <laughs> so passed very you. young, then, didn't he? He passed very young. Oh gosh, yeah, that it was a big thing. It was in the papers and news, and yeah, it was very sad. Very, very sad. But anyway, that's life, isn't it? Yeah, so, it but he's so doing very well on the other side. And so Percy, oh. Percy came through for a lovely, this was, um, I think, someone's grandfather that came through, I think I think it was in Perth. Um, so this is a, a drawing that I did within that hour uh, for someone. Um, and I think I, we, I think I even got his name. It's not often that I get the names because they're not the easiest thing, you know. But um, Percy came through. And you don't often get Percy's, hey. So um, here he is, and I think there's I think there's a photo. Yeah, so it's not an exact exact, but it's similar. So I'm just mm. after that. Is there a uh, is there a, a uh, the two butted up against each other? Yes. Yeah. But can you still see that even though look, I've drawn his beard a bit longer and all that sort of thing, you can still see a resemblance there that it 
is his character, if you know what I mean. But the, this is one that's not exact, exact, but it's a similar thing. Yeah, so good old Percy, he came through. <laughs> so next one. Well, you've got his um, hair parting, isn't it? So that's another big telling point, isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah, got the hair parting and stuff. And she told me a bit, you know, as, as I did this, you know, I told her a few more things, you know. Um, with and, and, look, some people expect all this information to come from their life, but a lot of times there's also loved ones that pass over that if they didn't talk much in this life, they're not going to talk much in the other one, on the other side. Do you know what I mean? But then I've got... I've got some people that can't shut up on the other side, you know, and they used to keep talking a lot on this side. So they're still the same when they pass over, do you know what I mean? But you get more clarity, more, you know, more understanding when you're on the other side. So, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, this will be interesting. <laughs> okay, so next one. Let's have a look. Oh, yeah, this was good. This, oh, I couldn't, oh, this, this was this blew me away myself. But I was in Queensland and I was doing, um, I think it was on the Sunshine Coast in Caloundra, and uh, there was a lady that drove quite a way to have this done. And you could see she was a bit upset and nervous. And and so I just, you know, I just said to her, look, I've got someone coming in here that was very close and blah, blah, blah. And I said, if, is this your husband? He had no hair? She said, yes, yes. So anyway, I just started drawing. I said he was like bald and, you know, so I was explaining as I was drawing. And um, so when I turned around, turned it around, well, can you imagine the motion? She, she was fully emotional. Um, and I think she gave me two photos because he was quite a sick man but she gave me two photos of how he looked, yeah, when he passed, when he was older and when he was a little bit younger. So you can see the one where he was a little bit. So oh, that's that picture that I drew. It's almost like a composite of the two. That's why I put the two there. But you can see how um, that picture looks like, uh, probably more like when he was younger, but there's still a bit of his older self in that. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah so, but she, the main thing is she recognised him. She, she it's was interesting. Yeah. It's interesting so. that a lot of them, when they come, come back a bit younger, don't they? <laughs> oh, they do. Oh, my God, yes. There's, there's so many stories I could, you know, like some of them that pass over, they say, no, 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 I don't want you to draw me old and decrepit. No, no. If I'm having a portrait done yeah. and I'm going to put it up, oh, no, 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 no. I could literally feel this, you know. Um, I mean, you know, there's there's another incredible story, and I don't have a. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't keep, um, didn't take a photograph of the drawing. But when I was in Perth, there was this young girl who came to see me, and she, I ended up tuning into her father, so she was really happy about that. And she kept going on about this special little nickname he gave her. And could you tell me what that nickname was? You know, and I thought, gosh, I gave her all this other stuff, you know, and I've even just drawn him. You'd think that would be enough, you know. Um, and so I, so I just kept ignoring what she was asking for, you know. And, um, and secretly I was going like this. I was going to the spirit, well, can you give that nickname to me? Hello? You know, can you give that to me? All this. But anyways, it turned out 
She was very happy with the finished drawing. And then all of a sudden, because it was the end of the session, I'm looking up behind her and getting that hologram effect thing happening again. Her father is standing there in the spirit world. Next moment, I'm seeing her mother come in and animatedly talking to her husband on the other side. And I'm explaining this to the girl. I'm thinking, oh, my God, your mother's stepping in and blah, blah, blah. I'm going on. And and then I look at her and the poor girl's looking at me really blankly. And she said, yeah, but Marie, my mum's not dead. And I'm thinking, my mum's not dead yet. I'm going, oh, holy sh- Oh, um, well, let's just go back to that little name because I, I thought, oh, my God, why is this happening? I was thinking this in my head. Why am I seeing this? Anyway, I tried to just go back to the little name. Well, would you believe it? I'm going, let me just, that little nickname, that is, did it start with a B? And she said, yes. I said, okay. I feel like I want to say baby, but it's not baby. It's like a little name and it's it's like um, BB or something, but it's not baby, it's BB. She said it was Bid D. And I thought, wow, that's pretty close enough. So anyway, gave her a big hug. She went off. I went off to get a coffee, came back into the shop. And the woman in the shop said, <laughs> came up and the shop came up and she said, oh, Marie, you won't believe what just happened. That woman that left with the picture of her dad, she went and rang her um, sister and her mum that live in um, Queensland to tell them about the, the portrait and how dad, the you know father came through and all that. And uh, when she rang, her sister picked up the phone and said, well, mum just passed about an hour ago. So do you see That's how these phenomenal. things? Absolutely. There's me feeling bad that I'm going on about her mother talking animatedly. So she must have been, see, love never dies. It's like a magnet. So as soon as she passed, wham, she was right there by her husband. Yeah. So yeah. I'm talking like, and this poor girl is uh, so confused. And then it made almost me feel, uh oh, what did I do? You know, this sort of thing. But uh, from that point, I just, I've just got to trust. I've got to trust this, you know. And so, yeah, her, go figure. Mm. What are the odds of an hour ago? She was right there in in that studio, sitting opposite me, right at that moment when the the mother passed. What are the odds of that happening? Ah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, my God. Oh, I mean, you couldn't have asked for more. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, I, wow. I'm so grateful. <laughs> it's so humbling, and I'm so grateful, honestly. So, and here's another example. Um, I was in a country town, I think. It might have been Narracourt or something. And I think I even got the name of this woman. And I drew her. Um, and it was her friend that came to see me, and she was, oh, no, it might have been um, Southern Queensland, but anyway, but that's beside the point. Um, I ended up drawing this lady, and I felt she was, I think, a hairdresser or something like that, and um, so she came through, and luckily she had a photo of her friend on her on her phone, so I took a snap of that, and as you can see, there's a very close resemblance there. It's pretty mm. close, eh? But yeah. Yeah, gosh, I say. I, I think probably my very first drawings back in probably 1993, 94. Oh my God, they were probably really bad. <laughs> <laughs> you just evolve over time, hey? You just evolve. You just, <laughs> you, never, you never stop learning, you know? And I'm thinking, oh, come on, I can do better than this. 
Um, now, this was when I was doing the um, – I was doing a show with Scott and this was a grandmother figure that came through. And usually when I'm drawing them on stage, they I draw a bit quicker and it's just the one colour, bang, and, um, and there you go. So I held that up and – yeah, there was a person in the audience that said, yes, yes, that's my nan, that's my gran and everything. So, And she happened to have, and she sent me a photo of her and it, it just blows, it's, it just blew me away still, you know, that, you know, there, there is this resemblance there. And, and, you know, love never dies. You know, we'll, we'll have our loved ones visiting us practically all the time, you know, whenever it suits them probably, just to see how their kin are doing. What are they out Yeah, doing? yeah. You know, <laughs> Probably putting their hands up in horror. <laughs> yes. And, and another example, um, I think this was also in a show in Queensland. I was working together with a medium because I usually have to work with someone on stage because when I actually start drawing, I go very quiet. So if I'm doing this alone on stage, I can't really because the audience can't sit there and twiddle their thumb, can they? So I talk a bit, but then when I draw, it's a completely different thing because I have to be focused and link and like um, have that link, you know, stay with it because there's so many, not only in the audience, but in the spirit world, there's twice that amount of what's in the audience. Do you know what I mean? So I have to really stay focused and just relax. So the medium then um, can uh, like pick up on loved ones and give messages to the audience while I'm drawing. So this was um, again uh, an, an, for, for an audience member and this young fellow came through. I really quite liked him. He had all this lovely curly hair and everything. So um, and she only had a really not a, not a very good photo but you can still see that kind of resemblance there of Aaron I'm not sure if I got the name I don't think I did but yeah of this young fellow so another one so yeah next picture oh yeah there's a whole story to this one too Mother Teresa comes through for a client oh my god in Hall's Gap in the Grampians of all things there's this girl she's passed away too now so hi um, but <laughs> she came to see me for a spirit guide portrait and um, I'm sitting there and she, 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 um, she herself was um, beautiful, dark-skinned um, and, like, from India, but it, almost like she had a bit of Aboriginal Indian blood in her. She was just a gorgeous woman. Anyway, I'm sitting there and I said, this is really unusual. I'm getting very strong impressions of, like, Mother Teresa from um, India and, like, she's really close in here with you and she just laughed she said yeah that'd be right she says yeah yeah our family knew her very well she'd always visit us and um she'd often say um so and so you should become a nun you know come into my daughter I'm thinking oh my god well she you know mother Teresa is actually looking after you so that's who came through for goodness sake what are the odds wow. <laughs> Oh, wow. It was an incredible uh, energy. And the girl was very, very excited. She was quite happy about it. <laughs> and it proved to her. But, I mean, of all the places, you know, and there she is again here um, on the right-hand side, Mother Teresa. And that was her. And this is the other lady who was a nun was this client's um, aunt. So, yeah. 
it was with um, within the, the the monastery or monastery or what do you call them when it's nuns? It's a different name, isn't it? But uh, yes, okay. and they're meeting President Reagan there. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, you can Let's just see it. Call it a nunnery. Nunnery, well, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so you know, there's all sorts of experiences and stories and things that happen. Um, and then, of course, there's, um, again, in Narricourt, the, the drawing that I did here of a client's great-grandmother, the, the, the client um, who worked in Narricourt, uh, I, th I think this was one of my early drawings, too, from a few years back, but I felt as though she was quite important and that she was from that pioneering era um, you know, and wanting to to come in through. So um, for her, it was for a particular reason. I think maybe they were looking at the family tree at the time or or something like that. Anyway, I ended up drawing her and she sent me a photo. But you can see there's a bit of, without the hat, of course, there's a bit of a resemblance there. They never really used to sell back then in the Victorian era, did they? <laughs> they always looked a bit, hmm. Yeah, yeah, so and, and again, again, another Victorian. So my friend Kay that I used to stay with in um, Halls Gap, this was her great grandmother, you know, from the pioneering era. Um, and she came through and then she showed me a photo of her great grandmother uh, without the hat, of course, that I drew. And you can still see the likeness. So, you know, they just they still hang around. <laughs> You know, it's it's quite extraordinary. And sometimes a client might want a particular person to come in through and it might be someone else that comes in through. And so when I show the picture, they go, mm, no, I don't know. I said, oh, no. But later down the track, they find out who it, who it is and it, can't, and it makes sense to them. So uh, and apparently um, you've heard of coral poles, yeah, in England. Who? You've never heard of coral poles. Oh, Andrea, Andrina. Oh, my God. <laughs> coral poles was a great um, psychic artist, a great spirit artist. She could do this sort of stuff over there. Um, same with Frank Lear. Um, he was just amazing. He could do them in a few seconds, you know, um, all these portraits. But uh, Coral Poles, if you want to look her up, and if you want to also watch I'm going off tangent here, but if you want to watch um, the Skull Experiment, I don't know whether you guys have heard of it, but S-C-O-L-E, if you go on YouTube and you put the Skull Experiment in, it goes for about an hour, and it's the best ever, one of the best ever afterlife docos done. So, yeah, you'll have to watch that um, as well. So is, that okay. is that the one in Paris? Uh, sorry? Is that the one in Paris where the husband's got his two daughters? Uh, the, the um, you mean for the documentary, the Skull Experiment? No, it start because um, the Skull Experiment starts in England, but there is something connected to Paris as well, to to Fra France and to then America. So I don't know whether you've seen it, but yeah. I recommend you watching it. Okay. Yeah, it's really good. Okay. And then of course, and then of course, I get um, like you know, people wanting their angels drawn or their, their spiritual guides and things like that so some of the uh, 
what I do sometimes is do a quick sketch and then I draw it up properly for people that, you know, like live interstate or overseas or if they want a more detailed picture. It takes me a little bit more time, but um, this is how it comes out. So this woman had actually the angel Shamuel uh, with with her. So that's yeah. what I drew. But they just, I mean, these ethereal beings, that, oh, my God, to try and get them down as, as something solid, it's not easy. And and then there was um, a person that wanted their higher self drawn. I said, oh, your higher self is basically light, a lot of light. So, but I gave it a go and that's what came through. And she was really happy, you know. It's basically her, but like, like a higher version of her, you know. So I never say never. I never, I've even drawn a past life thing of uh, there was this gentleman in Sydney. I think I've drawn two of his past life. One was in um, the First World War where he was this German commander and everything, and he actually had a photo. I don't even think I put it up on here, damn it. But he had a photo of what he what that guy looked like because apparently he had a hypnosis session. He was always into like First World War um, stuff, you know, and um, yeah, the drawing I did was exactly like the little photo. So, but that was him in a past life, and then um, yeah, I did another drawing of of him as a, I think it was a Zulu or something. But anyway, now some people say you know when you draw spirit, and this was done a long time ago. This is one of my early drawings. Um, this spirit guide, Elizabeth LeBrun, or sometimes they say it's hard to get evidence. Um, from a spirit guide, you know, you, you don't know if that's really uh, a, a person that's, you know, because the person that you're doing it for won't recognise the data. I said, yeah, I know, but spirit guides are completely different. We've all got them and they're, um, you know, more advanced type of souls. They've usually known us in other lifetimes, but um, they come here to guide, um, to encourage us in this journey of life. You know, we're all students of life. And our earth is like a big school, a school of hard knocks. And how many times we get up and keep on keeping on, you know. And um, so I did this drawing and I looked at the girl. And as I was drawing, I said, are you an artist? And she said, yes, I love art. And I said, okay, there's something. You had a previous lifetime in around about the, like your spirit guide had a lifetime, but she did too around about the 1700s and I said you've got a spirit guide that was also a painter and I've got the name Elizabeth and she was a painter in that lifetime she painted Marie Antoinette of all things like twice or three times and and it was in that era and this girl said oh my god I love that era I just so love that era I think when you love a certain culture or a certain era I think it's guaranteed that you've somehow had a past incarnation there do you know what I mean it's yeah, like a little yeah. sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so I did this drawing and about a year later, she and, and I said to her, I've even got a last name like Lebrun or Brun, Lebrun. This, I'll put it down, I'll write it down. And I forgot about it. And a year later, she rings me and she said, oh, my God, she's been doing some research on, you know, women painters or something of the past. And I think there's a photo, hopefully I'll put a photo of her, of Elizabeth Lebrun, she actually did exist. But let's have a look at the photo. There. Wow. And then I, I think I've got them butter. Have I got them buttered up together after that one? Yes. 
But can you see from the rough drawing that I did, she actually friggin' did exist. Elizabeth Vigée Lebron, and she painted Marie Antoinette three times. Well, I honestly didn't wow. think that wow. there were female artists in that time, but I did it and I gave the information and it was true. So, yeah, and it was in 17, 1700s, I can see there, 1791 or something. But, yeah, she really did exist and she was extraordinary painter extraordinary mm, so yeah amazing. so she, this girl was just she oh god she was so oh, over the moon oh so oh, i said oh a cap you know that sort of funny looking at thing mm. oh my god so yeah and oh i don't often draw the aboriginal spirit guides but oh there was this lady that came up from tasmania when i was in um the grampians doing drawings for people and Oh, I just loved this um, Aboriginal lady. It was like she, uh, uh, this the the, the client uh, must have had a, a previous incarnation with these Aboriginals, but it was just such a beautiful um, energy. I had to incorporate. I had to put it into this um, PowerPoint thing here. But she was just a beautiful spirit guide. Unfortunately, there's no photos of her, of course. But um, yeah, it was just. I really enjoyed drawing her. I remember I really enjoyed it. And then, of course, this is a very, very rough, quick sketch that I did in front of an audience again. And um, the the woman who was an Aboriginal lady here in Adelaide, she recognised it as her Auntie Mim. And the only photo she got is kind of a bit of a small one, a bit blurry. So let's have a look at that one. There. And hopefully yeah. I'll managed to butt them up together yeah can you see that you can just sort of see there's a resemblance there mm -hmm. and she was apparently quite well known in Adelaide she actually did help a lot of people and she set up I think like a, a cooperative of some sort back then she was quite a famous lady but ages ago um oh Robin Foy passed I just looked at that message oh, I didn't know oh well there you go. Wow. Well, he'll be having a lot of fun on the other side. We <laughs> all. Oh, and these two. Oh, my God. I think there was a medium from England, I think, or was it Europe? Anyway, they contacted me a few years ago and they, they asked me if I could do, you know, like a, a really detailed portrait or um, of two of their guides, you know, that are helping them in their mediumship. And these two came in and apparently they really did exist. Um, I've forgotten the names now that I can't can't really yeah. make. I think one Gladys. Yeah, and Florence. And Florence, yeah. And apparently they really did exist. So, um, so yeah, so she was quite happy with that. So you see, you you know, it's like you magnetise towards you. Gladys. Yeah. France and Gladys. Yeah. So, um, and they, they were really enjoyable to draw. Oh, so mm. good. But, yeah, but see, these, uh, I do the quick sketches like this one as well in colour, the black and whites, you know, and then I do the more finished versions, which take me like a day or two. So, again, yeah, here um, another young man. Oh, this is an old guy. You can see the – or go before that. Yeah. And that was just a quick sketch of one woman that was just so missed her dad in Perth, and that's him there. And then straight after that, 
we've got this young fellow. I was working with a medium in uh, Queensland and she picked up on, and I felt he took his own life. Well, she was talking to, because it was at a dinner show or something, there were people sitting at a table and I just was in the middle of drawing him and really uber relaxed and feeling really sad, like the sadness. Anyway, she, um, the medium picked up on him and, you know, explained how he took his own life to the people at the table and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, when I turned it around, they all screamed the place down. They said, oh, my God, that's him. That's Mav. And there's the photo of him that they mm. uh, showed me. So, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, wow. And then this one, Sarah Spears. Do you remember the women that were... It's still a mystery. They were murdered in um, in Perth a number of years ago. And Scott Russell Hill always worked with this sort of thing because he did the Sensing Murder series. And anyway, I was doing a show with him and uh, she came through. I, I drew her as well as this other girl. And when I went up to him afterwards, because no one claimed her, I said, I feel as though she's been murdered. And he looked at her. He says, well, you've just drawn Sarah Spears on there. Oh, okay. And the TV producer sent me a couple of photos. They're a bit small, but you can sort of see a kind of a similar face shape and everything, you know. So, yeah, and I, I think I might have the other girl straight after that who was also murdered. Let's have a look at the next picture. Yeah, yeah. Rihanna Baru. She went missing in Adelaide. Well, I didn't know. I just drew her. And so... I felt as though she was strangled because I, I was really feeling choked. And while he, while Scott was doing his thing, and I was drawing, I was going. <coughs> he says, "You all right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> you know. But, um, and at the end of it, I went up to her and said, "Did, he, did, did she get murdered?" Or so? he said, "Yes, yeah, she went missing. They've never found her. Um, like with Sarah Spears, they never found the body." And I said, "Oh my goodness!" You know. So, and I think there might be a photo with her too. Let's have a look. Yeah. There we go. So Rihanna, Rihanna Baru. <clears throat> yeah, she went um, missing. But, uh, yeah, it, it – well, and so Scott doesn't really do all those sorts of things anymore because it is it is a bit um, heart-wrenching for him, you know, um, when he sees these people that have been murdered and killed on the other side and the pain that they go through. So he experiences all that sort of thing. You know, some mediums do, hey. But um, but he's he says no, Marie. I'm not a medium. I'm a psychic. I'm the okay. So, <laughs> but okay. So here, Mick. Oh God, I love this one too. Um, he came through for another client. This is someone's uh, husband that came through. I think in Perth uh, when I was working there, um, and she had the photo with her. So let's have a look at the photo. Yeah, mm. here we go. And hopefully I've got that one buttered up. Yes. But can you see a resemblance there? But, again, in the picture, he looks a tad younger. So, look, all of us, when we go over to the other side, whether we're 74, 89 or 92, we all go back looking younger. Thank God for that. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Heck, yeah. But we all go back looking younger. But they can actually project to us. Um, a younger version of themselves or an older version. It's up to them. 
you know, it's really up to them. A lot of times they do not want to look old, sickly and decrepit. No. No. And that makes sense. <laughs> oh, gosh. oh, gosh. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, oh, my God, Nelson Mandela came in for this couple. I had no idea who they were. And they kept very poker-faced and they're sitting there. And I said, look, it's very weird, but um, I've just drawn Nelson Mandela here because he's very close to you guys. Did you work with him or for him or something? Or did you originally come from Africa? Or she said, And then they told me, yes, they did. They came from Africa and they worked um, with him uh, on certain things and everything. And, I, and uh, you know, he... So they went on and on, you know, about different stories about him. I'm thinking, oh, my God. So how awesome is that? That of all the people, wow, what an honour, yeah. you know, to draw someone like that. But I don't know, have I got a photo after him? Because I don't know if I've drawn him exact, exact, but it's pretty close. Yeah. 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 It's, it's kind of close. You know, it's not the easiest trying to, you know, uh, but, yeah, it's it's pretty close, I think. And I even got the tie on. Look at that. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So I do all these drawings without any look, any you know, photo in front of me or anything like this. I just draw and hope for the best, <laughs> you know. And then oh. other pictures just after that. Oh, okay, spirit guides. Again, we've all got them. This is a more detailed one that I took a couple of days to draw for someone because they wanted a detailed one. So there's that one. So I do this sort of thing. And then I think there's another one after the Red Cloud. Um, there was actually a famous medium in England and her spirit guide was Red Cloud. Um, so, yeah, so I remember there was someone that I think they had it as well. So and this is a group of spirit guides that I'm sure I drew for Andre from uh, from Switzerland, this is his group of guides because he asked if he could wow. have a group of them. And so, oh, oh God, um, there's all these questions coming in. Um, so I never really drew a bunch of spirit guides together. So that was really my first attempt. So I'm trying to do the more a sepia finish kind of thing. And it kind of, I quite like that look. So I've drawn a few since then because they seem to be popular, but they take me about a good week to do. You know, of course, they're a little so more do expensive. You, yeah. Do you do them on A4 paper, you know, every time you do a picture? Well, no, is it always I, on a usually the, the main ones are, uh, are drawn on A3, a good, decent size. Right. A4 is much too small. But these ones with the group, they're, they're bigger. They're, they're more like an A2 or some... Uh, uh, it's still Roberts. Yeah, she had a red cloud. Thank you, Carol. <laughs> um, but yeah, but the, these ones, they're they're, they're they're kind of almost a meter wide, you know, by say six hundred uh, millimeter wow. or sixty centimeters high, uh, roughly. The the big ones like this. So costs vary. They just vary. So it's best to just contact me via email or uh, Facebook Messenger. You know, and and then I could, because it, everyone's different. It, it just everyone's different. So costs can vary from like 300 to like 850 or something. I just, I don't know, you know, just, it just depends on what people want, you know. So and it, it, uh, yeah, it's just, sorry. For, um, I got awful, I can hear awful um, 
background noises, but I don't know if anybody else can hear them. Um, so just say I said to you, would you do me a drawing? Would you just sit quiet and link in with me and want whatever guide comes through to you rather than me saying, well, I'd like another spirit guide or I'd love my mum or um, it's whoever's waiting. And then you must have a queue of people with families oh. wanting to come through. Let's have a backlog. Yeah. Yeah. I used to joke about it. You know, I used to say, oh, my God, I feel like I've got a, you know, like a whole queue of people lined up here, you know, um, going way back. And while I was on stage in uh, uh, Perth one time um, with Scott and uh, the the other fella, uh, Anthony, um, there was, uh, I think there were people taking photos for the paper. Anyway, on one photo, and damn it, I didn't get a copy of that. That you could actually see orbs behind me. Oh my god! I think, oh, are you kidding me? I was only kidding when I said that there's a lineup, but there were these orbs. <laughs> oh god! I just think it's funny, but um, but yeah, I, you know, like I had Ernie Dingo come and visit me one time, and um, uh, Andrina uh, Ernie Dingo, he's quite a, a famous fellow here. He used to be on, regularly on TV shows and things like that. And ended up drawing his granddad. Um, and I even painted his portrait for the Archibald one time. Oh, my goodness. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's all sorts of... Have you done any animals? Have you ever had any animal Oh, my God, you're talking about that. And then getting back to when I tune into people. Animals? Yes, yes. And I don't usually because I'm really bad at drawing animals. Oh, my God. But I will put something up soon because there was a fellow from Austria, bless him, his best mate, a little dog, passed. And I he came online and I said, a little dog, was it like a little, like little brown and white, black and white type of – and I did a very, very rough sketch, floppy ears or something. And, and he said, yes, something, yes, like this. So I spent a few days trying to get this dog right. Oh, my God. Finally, I did it, and he was over the moon. I did. I drew his dog, but it was his best mate. It, you know, it, it, oh. it meant a lot to him. And honestly, yeah. when yeah. Passover, it really, people really grieve, hey, because animals are unconditional love, hey. Um, and look, mm. Sometimes when I tune into someone, I never know what's going to come forward. I, I start off usually with their birth date because I've done numerology for like 45 years. But somehow the birth date, I know every probably every medium and site does things a bit differently, but I never had anyone teaching me. So I just went, I just learnt as I went along and probably my guides helped a lot. Um, and so I just link in somehow through the birth date and either a photo of you or um, if you're sitting opposite me, or if you're online, then um, whatever else comes through, I'll relay that as well. And then I pick up things around you. They might not make sense to me, but they might to the person. On the odd occasion, there'd be names coming through, or places, or visions, or memories, things like that. You know. So yeah. So I never know. Um, spirit guides come through sometimes. Even past lives come through. Um, but also loved ones and things like that, you know. So it's a real mixture. It can be a real mixture because group of guides, sometimes most of us, I think, have around about two or three guides. Um, and then there are those that have got 
the more responsibilities you take on or the more things that you're interested in or doing, you have more guidances. And they're a bit like teachers in a way. You know, it's a bit like, you know, when you go to school and you've got a math teacher, a geography, English teacher, biology, all this sort of stuff. It's a bit like that. You know, they, they specialise in different areas. And some guides might only stay for two years and then head off, you know, and you might get one that stays for a very long time. So it's, it's everyone's different. Mm. Oh, amazing. What a wonderful gift to be able to give, you know, bring back loved ones to people. That's that's lovely, really is. Oh, I just, I love it. And I just, I pinch myself just about it. I'm just... I always say how grateful I am to be able to doing to be able to do something like this because I never dreamt I'd be doing this. I'm um, just really grateful to be helping people to help themselves in some way, mm. you know, however yeah. small, however you know. But yeah, I just I love it. Yeah. So no. you guys, if you get in touch with me through uh, Facebook Messenger or my email address, um, which is mkvisionart at gmail .com. Um Oh, I've got to update my website yet. So I've got to, because oh, oh, I haven't even got the group portraits on there and the pricing. So I've got to do all that yet. So just bear with me, have patience, because I've also got a waiting list. <laughs> so I can put you on my waiting list, even though, you know, it's quite a few months long wait. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I will get to you. Yeah, well, what I can see is worth waiting for for people. Like, you know, what you do is inspiration. So, yeah, fabulous. Right, anything else you'd like to share before we, because we're coming to sort of rounding it all up. So anything else you'd like to share before we go? Oh, God, I've got heaps of stories. Oh, my God. Um, oh, I'm not one. <laughs> oh, can I give you, oh, my God, there was this one time. This is how spirit works again, hey, the, the marvellous ways in how spirit works. I was invited to do uh, like a mediumship demonstration with other mediums at a spiritualist church north of Adelaide at the Elizabeth Spiritualist Church. And I was told by our teacher to do things a little bit differently, to just um, pick two people in the audience and do the drawing and then stand up and talk about it. I thought, oh, okay, I'll do my best. And um, anyway, I did that. And uh, for the first uh, first run went really well and it was her father and that was good. The next one I felt it was a young fellow that I drew and I really felt he took his life. Well, he wasn't that old. He was sort of youngish, maybe 40s or something. And, um, and I held it up and... I'm looking at the middle row because I could have sworn there was someone sitting right in the middle of that row and it had to go to them, but there wasn't anyone there when I stood up and I thought, oh, this is weird. <laughs> so I'm talking a bit about this guy and no one could recognise it. No one took it. And I thought, oh, great, great, just great. You know, but usually spirit don't do something like this for nothing, you know. So I just thought, that's okay, that's all right. Or sometimes people are so scared to stand up, you know, in the audience, so they just stay there all quiet, darn it. But um, it wasn't that way either. But I sat back down. Well, the next minute, the, the double doors open. This guy walks in and he sits there in the middle row. Then he suddenly gets up and stands against the wall. And I'm thinking, oh, I said to the ladies, I said, that's the guy. He's drawing, guys. And anyway, so 
our teacher, our mediumship teacher, he got up and he did his bit and he went up to that guy standing and he said, and look, I've got to tell you, you've got, you've had a, a brother that um, took his own life and blah, 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 blah. I thought, oh my God, it is him. So um, when he finished with uh, his uh, reading uh, to the young guy standing against the wall, um, he raced out the doors and I said to the girls, I've got to go racing after him. So I raced across the car park yelling out, excuse me. <laughs> and I said, excuse me, but do you recognise this? He goes, oh, f me, you know, F me. <laughs> yeah. um, fudge. Uh, that's, that's my brother on there. Okay. All right. That makes it. Okay. He said, you know, I've never walked, I've never gone into something like this in my life. He said, I just happened to be walking past this place and I had the strongest feeling I had to go in. So he followed his instincts, went in, and he was all nervous thinking, what the hell am I doing? And he's standing there and he just, after that guy did the reading, he just raced out because he just thought, what the heck? Anyway, so then I went on to him and, and I said, not only he took his own life, but your uncle did as well, didn't he? He said, yeah. I said, okay. They're both coming in through telling you not to do the same thing because you've been thinking of it, haven't you? He says, yeah. I said, well, okay, this is proof. Do not do it. Don't. So um, it, it just changed him. <laughs> so, oh, my God, see oh, how spirit works. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, God. That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was really, really grateful for that. And so I want to raise him. The lady said, did it? Did he record? I said, yeah, yeah. So it just, oh, my God, there's me thinking, oh, dear, I've drawn a dud. <laughs> you know, <laughs> sit back down. And it turns out it's spirit could already foresee someone walking in and, you know, it was meant to be for them because they needed it the most. See? Mm. So, but, yeah, but wow. um, love is the so most important hours? thing, really. Yeah. How many hours a day are you painting? Oh, look, I do take time out to go walks and everything, so I've got to balance things. Oh, Otherwise, oh, my God. <clears throat> but yeah. So I allocate different times. But sometimes it can be all day, like uh, this coming Saturday, I've actually got to work at a uh, little shop uh, north of here, about an hour north of here, um, all day. So I like to really like I'll go to bed early and then I'll get up and do some meditation and really um, work up to it. But, um, yeah, I, I just like to switch off. Like on Sunday, I'll just switch off, you know, that sort of thing. So oh, it's not every day, right? but sometimes I it can be back to back a bit, you know, and you think, oh, and you feel like a half-suck jube at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um. Yeah, sorry. Vera, Vera Holland's dogged you in to us to say get hold of you. Yes. Oh my God, I love her. She's just she's just a wonderful person. I I actually knew her years years ago. I went to see her myself for a reading. She used to do readings up north in Manopara, about an hour north of here. And um, and then after her husband died, she moved to Queensland. And then I met her again over there. So, and I went out with her. And, oh, God, she's a lovely, cheeky, cheeky lady, I tell you. <laughs> and she's very good at what she does, too. Vera Hollands, you know. So there's a lot of really good spiritual mediums and psychics up there in Queensland, you know. And also in Perth, there's a lot of them there, too. And some of them just work quietly behind the scenes and stuff like that. So, yeah, we just, we just go about our business, really. We just want to 
be of service in some way. Yeah. You so um, it'd be remiss of me not to um, do a bit of a veil there for um, one of your namesakes in Queensland here, Randy Griffiths, who passed away. Mm. Did, you, did you know Fancy? What was the name? Oh, no, because you're Adelaide, though, aren't you? But you, yeah. Fancy Griffin. No, I don't know this one. Yeah, she passed away probably about a week ago. She's, well, I mean, I've got three little pictures of psychic artists. She did, she's done, for me, my spirit guides in the, so she was another very talented artist as well. Very gifted oh, like herself. I love that. And also, uh, have you ever heard of Doug Osborne? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. You know, I only just learned about him back in 2019. He contacted me to have a, a, a painting drawn of his uh, spirit guide. And I thought, oh, wow, this is an honour. Wow. Um, and he sent me his book. I read it. I could not put down his book. He's probably one of the best ever mediums that, that has happened to Australia. You know, he was born in Victoria. But his story is extraordinary. Amazing. So I made sure... I, I had the feeling I have to meet this person face to face. And uh, so lucky for me in 2019, about mid 2019 or August, I got to meet him face to face and with his lovely wife, Linnell, and uh, she wrote his biography. I think it's called Spirit is Just a Breath Away. And it's just the most extraordinary story. And um, and then I also met him twice on that same visit you know, to Queensland. So I was so over the moon. And it was only just, I think, about a couple of months after that, he passed on. Yeah, I went to his funeral. Oh, you did. Yeah. Uh, I bet there, were there a lot of people? Uh, it was restricted. I had it on. They had the camera on there to uh, film it, you know. Oh, gosh. He was just a very, very special person. So humble, hey. And he used to heal people. It was miraculous healings. Amazing. I love the story in his book where um, he's on stage. This is in Geelong, I think, somewhere. And there's all these people in this hall and they're all, you know, they're going up to him to get healings done. And there's this one woman walking up and she's got a hunchback. And uh, the sister, the sister of this hunchback woman is sitting in the audience and she walks up the stage and, uh, he, he's got, I don't know how, how, how many doctors that came through him, but he commenced working on her and people with their own eyes watched her standing up straight, totally straight. And then her sister yells out from the audience, oh, my God, I can now see her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was gorgeous. <laughs> you know, so, oh, there's even humour in that. Oh, my God. But, yeah, it just he was just amazing. Just extraordinary. Yeah, um, Kimberly, uh, no, we're not doing readings tonight, love. It's um, really the story is about. Um, All about Marie, really. her journey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, gosh. I just. Uh, and the same goes with Donnie Sutherland. It's, it's, it's the end of the day, too, and you're just kind of winding down a little bit, you know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But, mm. guys, thank you so very, very much for having me on here and I've been rattling on for a while, haven't I? Gosh. <laughs> well, when you kick the back and you'll be talking over there too. So, I mean, nothing's changed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you ever so much.
Truly blessed to have you on the show and sharing your lovely, your beautiful pictures and you're sharing your stories. So, yeah, so thank you so much. It's been lovely. You've been a, a an absolute pleasure. Uh, oh, okay. I haven't really been listening, but um, they range from around $300 to $800, depending on how many um, people are in the photo. And um, it's on a A3 sheet and um, you can book through... Um, this particular email address yeah yeah there, there so oh, there's about 100 God. people in front of you but if you're prepared to wait it's all good so, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes when i go uh through my list there might be some that um you know they've uh they've either moved away or something i can't get in touch with them or um and so i have to put the next person up do you know what i mean on my list so it just it just varies but if you want to find out a bit more, yeah, just email me or Facebook messenger me, or you can just go on my website, marieclement.com.au and just have a look. But I do have to update my website and stuff because uh, I've got to update the prices, et cetera, et cetera. Mm, okay. Some of the pictures, so, yeah. Mm. Okay, thank you. And, Greena, um, we've got another guest next week. What have we got? We have. Um, I've her name's Sandra, and she's her passion is fungi. She's a doctor in her field of fungi. So, um, yes, I I haven't got her uh, surname, mm -hmm. and it is a different one. But yeah, it's, that's going to be very interesting because she loves anything to do with. And I met her years and years ago in Australia. So mm. you're going to have some fun guys to deal with there. <laughs> well, you're one of them, Marie. Hello. Yeah, we, like, we like variety. <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh dear oh gosh and i'm really interested in ufos and everything too extra oh yeah oh yeah love that. yeah yeah i love it <laughs> you've probably heard of mary rodwell have you jeff yeah yeah we've had yeah. her on the show yeah she's lovely yeah. Lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah she's got a lot of interesting things to talk about too wow yeah interesting lady there's a lot of interesting stuff around oh. the planet i tell you ain't there just <laughs> Well, the show is all about dreaming the new dream. So, um, you know, yeah, it's about bringing people like yourself um, share your passions and your and your joys. Yeah, than listen to the and other narrative, which to pulls you down. We're looking for people who uplift people. Yeah, yeah. So, oh my God, there's enough negativity in the world, and I often say to people, look, there's so much negativity in the world. Don't you know, keep trying to fight it. All you can do really to counteract that negativity is simply accept, acknowledge it, accept that it's there, but then activate and mobilise the constructive and the positive more and more in your life. And that can be as simply as, you know, reading or listening to inspirational material or like this radio show <laughs> or um, music that lifts you up or going for walks in nature um, or even watching a funny movie that will give you a bit of a boost, you know. Mm. Mm. Oh, Talking about movies, um, I stumbled across on Netflix. I don't know if you're a Netflix user, but yes. um, I found a Korean show with English subtitles. So it's only season one. It's got about 10 episodes, and um, it's called Tomorrow. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. So wait for this. So in Korea, it's a, this show is all about the Grim Reapers. So the word Grim Reapers is the Korean concept, but in actually fact, if my, I, my interpretation is I call them the escort agents. And um, they come in and they uh, escort you when you pass over, you see. And um, it's an amazing bloody story because they talk about 
even with a dog. Oh, sorry, I've just jumped ahead of there. So in the in the um, afterlife, there's a the Jade Emperor, and she can shape shift, and so she comes in like she's only about four foot six, and she goes around, and she's a lovely little bear, and then she morphs into about seven foot woman, and with all the refinements as the emperor of the afterlife escort agency and then she's got these different section heads and um they're all dressed in black like the men in black and the guy who's head of the head of the um the uh away mission team um i thought he was a bit of a, oh I, th I thought you bastard you are but by the time like the yeah. season six <laughs> uh, episode six i love the guy he's bloody brilliant and um <laughs> But the, the Jade Emperors decided to set up a new department, and the new department, um, their job is to go and stop people from committing suicide because hell, is, hell and um, other aspects of heaven is getting filled up with people who are being taken their lives, you see. So we can't have that. We need to keep them here because then they need to breed so we can have keep our, keep our afterlife operating, you know. And so um, it's a really <laughs> funny story, and it, it turns out, at the very beginning, this young fellow keeps um, missing out on job interviews, and he's walking along the bridge across the Han River, which is in Seoul, and there's an old fellow ready to commit suicide. So he stops, he tries to stop this old fellow from jumping over, and next second, we get the away team who's turned up to save this guy from committing suicide, and in the end, there's a bit of a, a ruckus there, and both the old guy and the young fellow fall into the Han River. So the away team go and take them and collect them for the escort team and then um the young fella turns up in the jade emperor's massive room is full of gardens and stuff and he's smelling it and he, he says am i dead she said no she said um you're currently in hospital and you're in a coma and you're going to be there for three years or you can do six months in a coma and you spend that six months here working in my away team Oh. so he's physically in the hospital but he's spiritually he's out there and he's now joined the the special team that stops people from um he's got to stop them from committing suicide and so she gives them a mobile app this is the afterlife have their own mobile app that tells oh. them when they've got individuals oh. who go over 50 percent and go into the red line so when they get to the 90 percent they've got to then teleport to the spot where this person's going to do them in and then they talk to them and then find out and sometimes they've got the key of memories and they can actually go into the memories to find out what created the the stimuli for this person to move into the state of depression and go into that state and then they go and then unlock the dream and they replace the replace the memories and they come back it's an awesome bloody show called tomorrow and i i mean i've given you a lot of people wouldn't think oh, a korean show you've got english subtitles but i'm giving you an aspect an aspect of saying the Koreans are giving you a really deep spiritual fundamental aspect of wow. um, land and the living and of course um and the afterlife and how it's all put together and um but the, the dog when they that when the app came up from the red line that 97 percent for the dog they had to go and go and rescue the dog and talk to the dog and say why have you come to this point and then we find that the dog's been listening to the owner saying i don't know i don't know if i can handle the um, my dog passing over and so the dogs listened to the master decided i'll leave the home so that he won't have to put through the grief and so they go and rescue the dog bring the dog back to the owner and then the dog and the owner have the special time together and then the um, the animal um, <coughs> escort service turns up to take the dog away pretty beautiful 
Oh, God, and it's called Tomorrow and it's on Netflix. Yeah. I'm going to look that up after we're finishing. <laughs> have a quick look at that. But have you ever heard of Peter Mount Shasta? He wrote the book um, Adventures of a Western Mystic, true story, his true story. Have you heard of him? No, we're going to write that down now. Oh, gosh, you should you should interview him on here. He's so good. He's on YouTube as well. But his actual um, connection and ex experience with, you know, St. Germain, you've heard of St. Germain? Yeah. Okay. And also the Pleiadians and things like this. Oh, my God. So Peter Mount Shasta, look him up. Adventures of a Western Mystic. Of a uh, Western Mystic. Okay. Yeah, Adventures okay. of a Western Mystic. Okay. Well, thank you for taking the time to feed that and for those ones who just stayed on and listened to me uh, oh. talk about that particular show. Anyway, it is. I know. Are they still listening? No. Pardon me? Are, are there still people on? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, shit, sorry. Yeah. Hello, everybody. <laughs> we are winding this up. <laughs> Andrina's gone. Where's she gone? Oh, there she is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. Anyway. All right, ladies. Nice to have you. Thank you for listening and uh, enjoy uh, your next week and whatever you're going to be doing. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you to Vera Holland. Oh, thanks. She's Mark. the one that put us in touch. That was just so lovely of her. Thank you. And God bless you all. Thank you so very much. Yeah. All right. Oh, okay. Bye for now. Bye bye, everyone. Keep safe. All that. Bye. <laughs> I think positive. Okay, bye for now, love.